All right, welcome back. Um, this used to be the podcast experiment, but I'm changing it to jujitsu podcology, which is going to be the psychology of jujitsu and things that go through our heads while we're training or when we're not training and we're thinking about jujitsu. I'll go over positions and just things in general that people think about during their journey. Um, you're going to hear, you know, my dogs in the background. You're going to hear other noises that are out of my control. I don't have a professional studio. I have a computer and a room. Um, a lot of people have been asking me what was up with the podcast. I haven't put, you know, very many things out probably over the past year because just a time. I don't have the time. Um, I want to train also, so... And it's hard to schedule my schedule with the person that I want to interview schedule and to get everything right. And then, you know, to edit and to post a show. I mean, it's a lot of work and it takes a long time. This way I can just do it myself. You know, I can talk to the listener. You can listen in your car. You know, you can listen at work if you can. Uh, you can listen to it while you're falling asleep in bed. I don't know. But today's topic is going to be belt progression and promotions. Um, I'm a black belt in jujitsu, and I've been a black belt for about four or five years now. And I thought about this coming up through the ranks, and a lot of people today who especially are white and blue belts, they ask me this all the time. They ask, why am I not getting promoted? Am I doing something wrong? Am I not training enough? You know, do I have to compete to get promoted? Why am I not getting a stripe? You know, I'm beating all the white belts in class. They're getting promoted and I'm not. I get that a lot. And it's something that we all think about, I thought about it when I was a white and blue belt, especially, especially when I was a blue belt, because I was a blue belt for four years and I thought that I was never going to get promoted. So it went through my head and it goes through a lot of people's heads. You know, um, if someone says they don't think about it, they're, they're lying because everybody thinks about it. You know, you're standing in line at, at the end of class and you know, somebody's name gets called up and, and they're, they're handing out stripes. And it might be some person that that you beat on a consistent basis, probably every day. Every time you train, you beat this person and they're getting a stripe. They're getting their blue belt. And, you know, it it, it pisses you off. You know, I'm not going to lie. It pisses you off. And, you know, I was the same way. So. Today's episode is about progressing and promotions. I know it's easy for me because I'm a black belt to tell you don't worry about it. Because I'm already a black belt. There's there's really no place else for me to go. I've reached the top. You know, uh, jujitsu for me and for most people is a hobby. For 90% of people who do jujitsu, it's a hobby. 
for me, it's a hobby. You know, I'm getting up there in age. I'm almost 50 years old. I'm doing jujitsu to stay in shape. Because if I didn't do jujitsu, the way I eat, I'd be 300 pounds. So jujitsu keeps me in shape. Um, my bones do hurt. Uh, age is catching up with me. Um, you know, you can't be the best in class all the time. You know, there's guys who are 18 through 29 years old who are stronger, more athletic than me. And I have to keep up. But not to get off topic. Okay, let's go through some of the history of of the belts. Okay. Pretty much the belt system was created because martial arts academies opened and clients, customers, they want to feel like, you know, they're getting better. So they developed a belt system, not just in jujitsu. I mean, I'm talking about karate, taekwondo. They developed this belt system so that people will feel rewarded. That's what the belt system is. It's just to feel rewarded that you're making progression and you see the color of your belt and you know you're progressing so you stick with the art you continue to go to class and you continue to make payments to the gym you're affiliated with you know if you have to make payments you know some gyms are free and some people just teach out of the love of teaching martial arts because they like to teach and they like the friendships but that's why the belts were created. I mean, long time ago in Japan, where most martial arts started, it might have started in China or India and made its way through Japan. But as we know it in this country, most martial arts and the belt system can be related to Japan. Back in the day when they were doing martial arts, they only had two colors of belts. One was white and one was black because they didn't have, they didn't know how to dye clothing, different colors. Clothes were, were white, gray, or black. Those were the colors of clothes. You know, they didn't know how to dye, dye material. So people just trained for years and years and years wearing that white belt. That white belt is is getting dirty. It's, you know, you're, you're touching everything with your dirty hands, tying your belt, the mat's dirty, what have you. It's like road grime. Go walk on the road barefooted and then look in the bottom of your feet and your feet are black. And that's how the black belt came. The white belt became so dirty over the years that it turned black. Well, so many years have went by and you got good at that martial art. So you became a black belt. And just because you're a black belt doesn't mean you're invincible. I mean, you can lose to purple belts. You can lose to blue belts, maybe even a white belt. You know, you, a black belt might not be feeling good that day and decide I'm going to go train and, and you lose to a lower belt. It happens. Well, the point is you want to lose in the gym. That's where you want to lose. You don't want to lose when you really have to defend yourself. Uh, getting back to it, um, let's go to the original Gracie belt system. 
back when uh, Elio Gracie and Carlson Gracie, when when they were teaching their kids, original Gracie belt system was white and navy blue. They didn't even have a black belt. Even sometimes today you might see Hoist Gracie wearing that navy blue belt. And people ask him, hey, you're a black belt. Why are you wearing a blue belt? And he tells them, this is the original belt system. For the Gracies, it was white and navy blue. There was nothing in between. So all those belt colors in between, it's marketing. Basically, it's marketing. It's marketing so people will know that they're getting better. They're progressing and they keep coming back to class. Getting back to why you're not getting promoted. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you're not getting promoted. Maybe, maybe your, you know, your professor, your teacher, he did, he really doesn't notice you. That could happen. Um, sorry, I just got a phone call. Um, that could happen. That happened a lot? No. I mean, if you're doing good in class, trust me, people notice. The people you're training with notice. Um, your professors notice. Your teachers notice. Higher belts notice. If you're getting better and you're training, everybody notices. I notice when, you know, if I can roll with, when I'm rolling with a white belt or a blue belt and, you know, it's, it's been easy days over the past three, four months. And then all of a sudden I roll with this person and you're like a totally different person. Everybody notices. Um, the only way your professor is not going to notice is, is if you have one of those professors who has so many different businesses that they're just not at the gym. Period. And you might see them at the gym one day a week. And then he's just coming there to check in and he has other black belts or brown belts or purple belts teaching the class. But word gets around Jim on, on how much better you're getting, you know, and if you're putting in the time, you're going to get better. Um, you know, getting back to, you know, having that, that mind that, you know, I'm beating all these white and blue belts. How come I'm not getting promoted? Well, a lot of, a lot of times it's not just, it's not just how good you are. Um, people get promoted because of time. I mean, you might've been wrestling all your life. You may have wrestled in as a kid. You may have been a, a high school wrestler, a college wrestler. And you're, you're tough. Wrestling is grappling. Wrestling is, is like half of jujitsu without the submissions. Okay. You get, you get a college wrestler in a jujitsu gym and, and he's probably going to destroy most of the people in the gym based on athleticism, strength, and all those years of grappling. So just because he's destroying everybody doesn't mean he's going to be handed a blue belt right away. No, you got you got to put your time in. Everything is time. 
time and training. You put in the time, you're getting better, you're going to get promoted. And another thing people ask me is, is should I switch to another gym? That's up to you if you want to switch to another gym. You know, or you think you're going to get your your blue belt right away just because you went to another gym? Most people who own gyms, I mean, they are dedicated to jujitsu. They are really dedicated. And they make their living off owning a gym. And they have they have a reputation to uphold. You know, no no professor wants that reputation from other black belts that, oh, this this guy, he just gives belts away. Does it happen? Yeah, it happens. It happens. Not at my gym. Not at people that I know who own gyms, but I've heard about it. I've seen it on YouTube. Do you want to be a part of a gym where it's known around the jiu-jitsu community that your professor just hands out belts? Do you want to be a blue belt? Just to make you, you, do you want to get a blue belt just to make your pride feel better? Just to make, put your mind at ease, just to give you motivation when you're not really a blue belt? Think about that. Do I really want another color belt just to make myself feel better? I don't because I don't want to be, I don't want to be. Let's just take this for example, purple belt. Purple belt, you're you're at the top of the mountain. Everything after purple belt is coming down the mountain. It's easy. But getting to that purple belt is really hard. It's really hard. It's going to be the hardest years of your journey is getting up that hill, getting to the top, getting that purple belt. If I don't deserve a purple belt, then I don't want it. Reason being, I don't want to be have my purple belt, and now I have this target on my back from all the blues and, and the whites who know that I just got my, my purple belt who want to kill me, who want to prove a point. You know, they're, they're trying to prove a point and say, hey, I deserve my purple belt too. Watch me kill this guy who just got his purple belt. I don't want to be that guy who was given that purple belt when I don't deserve it. When I get my belt, I want to make sure that I can back it up. When I first got my black belt, I was competing a lot. And since COVID, I, I've, I've fallen off that uh, that train. Um, but I was competing a lot. And when I first got my black belt, I lost my first... I want to say my first six matches and my first few matches, I lost pretty bad. And there was a lot of thoughts going through my mind, questioning if I was really a black belt, questioning if I really deserve this black belt. And those thoughts came through my mind. And I had to train harder and 
most most of it was most of it was it was me i was psyching myself out and then once i got my first when i start stopped caring anymore is when i is when i got my first win and started winning after that and then i knew you know i'm really a black belt so getting back to should i switch to another gym that's totally up to you it's your money if you want to pay somebody you know a certain amount i mean that's up to you it's your money it's your life you can do whatever you want to do you don't have to ask someone's permission to go to another gym so if you want to switch then switch um the only reason I did switch gyms when I was a blue belt, but the only reason why I switched gyms was because I moved to a different part of the city. The gym that I switched to was closer to my house. The gym that I switched to was an easier commute for me after work because I didn't want to have to deal with traffic. So I switched gyms. Um, Another question that that people ask me is, should I quit? I mean, even, you know, should I quit goes through my mind. Sometimes, you know, um, you know, I don't feel like I'm progressing. I feel like, you know, maybe I hit a plateau, you know, my training for several months and I don't feel, you know, like I should be training anymore and quitting goes through, goes through my head. And I know it goes through a lot of other people's heads because they ask me the question, Hey, I'm thinking about quitting. What should I do? Well, if you have to quit, I mean, that's, that's a personal decision. Um, my advice to when people ask me if they should quit is is of course it's don't quit is to keep training but what i tell people is that everybody hits a plateau i don't care who you are everybody hits that plateau and that plateau can last you know two to six months and then what happens is let's take blue belts for example you get all the blue belts in your class one month you might be running through every blue belt in your class, just running through them for a month or two, submitting everybody, you know, getting the dominant positions, feeling good about yourself. And then all of a sudden, you know, the next two, three months, these same guys that you've been running through, you can't run through them no more. They're giving you a harder time. They're getting better positions on you. You're finding it harder to get out of side control, mount. Or you're finding it harder to get the takedown. What have you. These things happen. They happen a lot and they're going to happen all the time. What happens is, let's say you get 10, 10 blue belts. You know, blue belt one and two run through people next thing you know a couple months later they're not running through everybody no more everyone's giving them a hard time and then another couple months go by and and these same people that that you were running through they're running through you now and this is what happens in jujitsu 
people go have ups and downs. You know, I may be up this month. And then one of my training partners might be up the next month. And everyone goes up and down. But to get better, people have to go up and down. I mean, people have to be better than you for you to get better. If you just run through everybody in class, guess what? You're not going to get better. You're not. Somebody has to be kicking your ass for you to get better. If no one's choking me, how am I going to get good at, at defending the choke? I'm not. Because I'm used to choking everybody. You have to lose in jujitsu to get better. Okay, you have to lose. That's that's the truth of the matter. That's it. If you're the best in the class and no one's ever submitted you, you're not getting better. And the only people who are going to get better are the people under you who are getting submitted. And they're going to catch you one day. And no one's going to get better once they catch you. Is because someone has to be kicking your ass for you to get better. Plain and simple. You have to lose to get better. I'm sorry. That's it. If you're not losing, you're not getting better. Because you need to learn. You need to learn how to lose. You need to learn how to defend yourself. And you need to learn how to deal with adversity. Like Hicks and Gracie said, you have to be find comfort in an uncomfortable position. Getting back to should I quit? Like I said, it's up to you. It's a personal decision. If you have to quit over a job or family, that's something else. But if you're quitting because you don't feel like you're getting promoted or you're getting a stripe or you're progressing, there's only one thing to do to get better. And that's to keep coming to the gym and to keep training and to keep getting your ass kicked. Everyone's journey in jujitsu is different. Take BJ Penn, for example. BJ Penn got his black belt in three years. He won the Brazilian nationals in Brazil after three years of training. Is everybody like that? Of course not. That's why his name was the Phenom. BJ Penn, he got his he got his black belt in three years. I don't know. This guy must have been training five times a day. Dedicated. And if you're dedicated like that, you're going to get better a lot faster. Some people have God-given abilities. That's just a fact. And they get better quicker. Some people are, are smart, like, like John Danaher. Guy's super smart. I've never seen him roll, but, you know, he has a lot of injuries. Says he has a lot of back injuries and knee injuries from, he used to be a bodybuilder. But the guy graduated from MIT. He's, he's super smart. And then you have guys like Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan's super smart, too. He's a smart guy. Just listen to him. Listen to him talk. Listen to him explain a position. 
He understands everything. And on top of that, he's a phenomenal athlete. So you put those two things together and you get you get the greatest of all time, most likely. And then you have, you know, other guys like like Nicky Rodriguez. The guy's just he's an athlete. You know, he runs through everybody because he has he has that God-given athletic ability. He was probably born to be a grappler. You know, he was a what, division 3 wrestler in college. He wrestled You know, he was on the wrestling team for for a year. I don't even think he I don't even think he had a match. But the guy has God-given natural ability. Um, are we all like that? No. Most of us were average. We're just average. Jiu-jitsu for us is a hobby. Everyone's journey is different. And everybody has their own journey. Don't worry about your friend's journey at the gym. Because it's not yours. You have your own. You have your own things to deal with. You have your own life outside the gym. You got work. You have family. You have problems like everybody else does. You have things you're dealing with in your life. On top of that, you're paying. You're paying to get your ass kicked. And who does that? Who pays to get their ass kicked? I'll tell you. People who whose hobby is jujitsu, we pay to get our asses kicked. And it's good for you, though. Like Joe Rogan said, um, getting your ass kicked is good for you because, because you know. You know what it feels like to get your ass kicked. And everyone should know that. Should have that feeling. Because most people have never been in a, in a real fight. Most people haven't. So it's good to get your ass kicked. It's good to know what happens. And that's every that's your journey. Your journey is your own. Everybody's journey is different. Um let's move on to injuries. Injuries is another issue on why people don't get promoted. You're injured, so you have to take time out of training. Some injuries are, are extremely serious, and some are, are simple sprains. You know, you sprain your finger, you can't grip the gi, or you sprain that toe and your toe is all black. You can't even stand. You can't, you can't even hip out because your toe hurts. So we have to take time off because of injuries. And we lose training time. If you're losing training time, of course you're not going to get promoted. Because if you have to sit out two, three, four months, guess what? You've been letting your body heal. You've been at home eating whatever you wanted to eat. Your cardio is not going to be the same as it was when you were training every day for two hours. Okay, you lost your cardio. You lost some of your strength. You lost some of your flexibility. When you come back, it's going to take you a good month or two to get back to where you were. So not only did you lose time to, to stay at home to heal, but now 
you know, you're, you're at the gym and you're, you're getting your ass handed to you because you're out of shape again. And, you know, this goes back to your journey. This is part of your journey. These injuries, these setbacks, they're all a part of everyone's journey. If somebody tells you they never got injured in jujitsu, they're lying. Everybody suffers some type of injury. I used, to, I used to suffer from groin injuries. I had three groin injuries, all back to back to back. And it probably took a year out of my training. Just, you know, resting three months here, three months here, another three months there. Because the first time I injured my groin, I came back too soon. And a week later, I re-injured it. So this is all part of your journey. And these are things you need to consider. Um, can we train through injuries? Of course we can. You know, we, we have these little injuries like sprained fingers, sprained toes. Somebody, you know, cranked on your neck. Somebody arm barred you too hard. Or, you know, you got omoplata and your shoulder hurts or, you know, Americana, Kimura, your elbow hurts. And there are some injuries we can train through and some we can't. And you might be injured and you're still going to train and you're, you're not as good as you were because of your injury. And, you know, some, some people are beating you. All part of your journey. Ups and downs. Um, and then, you know, let's go outside of jujitsu. We all, we all, if you're doing jujitsu, you have to pay for the dues. So we all have, okay, this part two, I didn't know that it only recorded 30 minutes. So I lost about 20 minutes of recording and I got to pick up where I left off and it's just not going to be the same. So. Uh, we were talking about injuries and how injuries affect, you know, your, your jujitsu journey and your training. I know some of us, you know, we get injured and we, we stay at home and, you know, we get used to not doing nothing and, and life is good. But, and we don't come back to the gym or we don't come back for a really long time. Just heal up. Swallow your pride. You're not going to be in the best of shape when you come back, but you'll get there. These injuries is part of your journey. It's part of everybody's journey. Everyone gets injured. Um, now I have to move on because I forgot everything that I said in between, you know, now and 20 minutes ago. Um, going back to quitting is is one thing you shouldn't quit over. You know, quitting over, you know, family issues, jobs, you know, relationships, injuries, that's one thing. But don't let your ego be why you quit. Don't let your ego get in the way. I know some people, everyone's different in this world, and there are some people who just can't let go of that ego. But most of us can. Okay, most of us who who are hobbyists, who do jujitsu for a hobby, we can get over our ego. 
be on your personal path, be on your personal road, enjoy jujitsu. Jujitsu is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You have to enjoy the time on, on your journey because it's yours. Everyone's journey is going to be different. I mean, it may, we may share things in common, but it's different. Be on your own path. I know, you know, we may need each other to drill, to spar, to get better. But we're really on our own personal path. And we're and you're going to get there. You're going to get a blue belt. You're going to get a purple belt. You're going to get a brown belt. And you're going to get a black belt. All you have to do is show up. Show up and train. That's all you have to do. Nothing, nobody's asking anything more of you than just show up and train. Train somehow. Train to get better. Better your mind. Better your body. And better your your soul. The more strides you make in jujitsu is going to translate into your personal life. You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to have a lot more confidence. So don't forget, you know, it's not a race. You're not racing anybody but yourself. Take your time. You know, don't, I know it's easy for me to say don't worry about your next belt. But really, from experience, don't worry about your next belt. My best years in jiu-jitsu was white, blue, purple, and brown. Those were my best years. I was constantly learning. I constantly wanted to feed my brain. I mean, as a black belt, I still do. There are a lot of things that I have to learn. There are a lot of things that, you know, I see on YouTube that I like, that I want to learn. As a black belt, you just, you understand things differently. It's not just, you're just not looking at a move. You're not looking at that end result. You know, you're looking at, you know, how the hips are moving, what position you need to be in, where you got to distribute your weight. You know, you're looking at the finer details. So one day, if you just keep coming to class and you keep training, you're going to get your black belt. You're going to get promoted. That's all you have to do is show up to class. I mean, getting your black belt takes like 8, 10 years. 8, 10, 12 years for the average person. I mean, that's like going to medical school. You can't you can't get your medical degree in two to four years. No, you got to go 10 years to get your medical degree. Everyone's journey is different, guys. Everyone's journey is different. And I know there's other factors in our lives. But just don't quit. Just keep coming to class, keep training, keep feeding your brain. Because one day, your brain and your body is going to act as one. And that's when you know you, you understand jiu-jitsu and you're, you're at a certain level. Because when you're a white belt, your brain moves too fast or your body's moving too fast for your brain to catch up. When you start getting to that black belt level, your brain and your body, they start... It's like a perfect gear. 
You know, you think about what you need to do and your body responds. So don't worry about that belt. Go to the gym, train, get in shape, learn, enjoy your training partners, enjoy your friendships, your friendship, friendships, the camaraderie. You know, because these these people that you train with, believe it or not, these are going to be, you know, some of your closest friends. And it's like it's like people who go to the bar after work to meet their friends. But except you're going to a gym to work out, you're going to a gym to learn, to take stress out of your out of your day. You you had a stressful day at work, you go to the gym after work. Work it all out, you feel a lot better. You're in better shape. And you know something more. You're better than the day before. So don't forget, it's not a race. Okay, this is your personal journey. Just keep going to the gym. Keep training. There are obstacles that are getting get in your way. You just have to move past them because sometimes there's nothing you can do about these obstacles. They inter they interrupt and interfere with your training, like injuries, uh, relationships, children. I mean, we all have things outside of our 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 jujitsu journey, but everything outside your journey, everything outside jujitsu affects your journey. And everything in you doing jujitsu can affect your life in a positive way. And if you do quit, come back when you're ready. Don't worry about getting your ass handed to you because it's going to happen. And let me give you, leave you with a piece of advice that I tell a lot of white belts who ask me, about why they're not getting promoted. I tell them, I would rather be a white belt who beats blue belts than a blue belt losing to a white belt. That's what I tell them. And most of the time it gets through to everybody. But um, we'll end it on that. You know, I lost a lot of good stuff because the recording stopped on this podcast application and I lost about 20 minutes of everything and I want to say and I can't say it but to end everything um I'll try to put a episode out once a week when I can and you know we'll go over you know positions and and techniques and I'll talk you through them and try to hit those fine points that are missed in class. Sometimes your, you know, your your teacher, your professor can't go over everything because they want to show two, three moves and then have time to drill. And then on top of that, have time to spar after. So so a lot of these fine details get missed because of class time. And we'll go over those fine details, you know, kind of like getting out of side control position, where to put your body, where to put your hips you know, where to post, where to frame, you know, just things like that. And we'll go over that and kind of feed your brain that way when you're not on the mat and when you're not training, you can think about it and, you know, get your brain more conditioned so that when you do go to class, it'll be easier to remember. 
All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, like I said, I'll try to put them out once a week. If I can't, uh, try to do more because this is easier if I just do it by myself and record. Um, it's not a professional studio. You're going to hear planes, my dog's barking in the back, my mouse clicking. Um, there's also some other clicking going on with this mic that, you know, and you're, you're hearing my lips smack and I say, um, a lot. So stay tuned. Um, I'll put them out, uh, subscribe that way you get the, you get the alert when something new does come out. All right. Just keep training.